Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural edition, the inaugural episode of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Javier Reyes, your new host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. You can check me out on Twitter at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And also you could check out the Twitter account for the show, which is at L-O underscore Padres. And if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there, whether my personal account or the team Twitter account, as in not the actual official San Diego Padres account, but the Locked On Show, with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very, very best to answer them here on the show in a mailbag episode, perhaps. Looking forward to doing one of those. But today, everyone, I wanted to just give a little introduction, you know, almost similar to the trailer. I just wanted to break down a couple things on what you guys can expect, give a little confession. I have a confession I want to make. And also just talk about a couple of trades that happened this week. One of which is a lot more, uh, let's say, public and uh, bigger than the other one. But still, nonetheless, they're both important. And I'm excited to talk about that. But first, just wanted to say, guys, super happy to be the host of the podcast. I'm super excited for all the ideas that I have to make them come to life. I'm currently not in the best uh, state of health. I am really sick. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm a little nasally. Um <laughs> Wow, there you go. Perfect timing. Uh, I'm sniffing a lot. I can barely hear out of one of my ears. I guess the congestion has just all got up to my head and I'm kind of a mess. But still, I'm hanging in there. I'm, I'm soldiering through, trying to get out, at least record this first um, episode. You know, it's a Sunday, Sunday evening right now. Or not Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon. The day of the Oscars, and hopefully by the end of today, uh, I won't be upset with whatever happens. It's unlikely, but still. I'd say that the Padres winning the World Series is a more likely outcome than me not being upset, but still I'm excited for that. And I just wanted to, to get out today's initial episode. You know, I'm hoping to have much more people on the show. It's not only going to be my voice you're going to be hearing. Uh, it's going to be other people, people a lot smarter than me, as I mentioned in the trailer. I'm super excited for that. And I really think that, you know, it's going to take some time. You know, I'm, I'm going to grow with the show as I grow with my familiarity with the Padres themselves, because that leads me to my first thing, a confession. You see, growing up, I, I grew up in New Jersey, as I've mentioned, and I grew up with parents who were Yankees fans, and that's actually my team. I should say they were my team, really. And here's the thing. Most importantly, guys, I'm just a baseball fan, and for a while now, I've been looking for a reason to be into another team, and I really believe that this podcast would be just that. So while I am technically a fan of the Yankees, I really am a Padres person, and a lot of the reason I've been a Yankees fan for so long, because I have been looking for an excuse, I really have been, to kind of not jump off that team completely, but to definitely look for another to root for. And the biggest reason is that my fandom of the Yankees is almost entirely predicated on my hatred of the Boston Red Sox. We'll be talking about them in a little bit, and I don't want my only main reason for liking a team to be based on hatred of another team, you know? So I'm really excited to host this podcast because, like I said, I'm mostly just a a baseball fan. That's my, my biggest thing. And in the trailer, I alluded to the idea that it's weird to be a fan of a team from a place you're not from. And honestly, looking back, I think that's BS. And the whole concept is completely arbitrary either way. This is just a little bit of a rant along with my, to tag along to my confession. And that's that I've never understood this idea that where you are, where you're born, is somehow a less arbitrary reason to become a fan of a team. 
One of the teams that I like in football, or I should say my team just in general in football, is the San Diego Chargers. And the big reason for that is because I just like the players. Growing up, I didn't know much about football. My family was almost entirely baseball-based, so I didn't know much. And I grew up in a classroom full of a bunch of kind of stuck-up, annoying kids that I didn't really get along with because they thought everything that I liked, and by everything I just mean video games and stuff, was super weird and you weren't cool and whatnot. So I was like, hmm, let me try getting into this football thing. And I did, but then I was like, wait a minute. I don't want to be a fan of the same team all these kids are. So I ended up settling on the Chargers, who around that time had beaten Peyton Manning in the playoffs, which was a name that even I was familiar with. Me, you know, being the totally oblivious football person, right? And that's how I ended up becoming a fan of them. And I think that that's just as justifiable a reason as any other. Some people who have debated me on this topic have said, well, that's like going to your high school and then rooting for a different high school. You know, that's like rooting for the other one or say your college or what have you. And I, I disagree. I think that there's a completely different set of circumstances there, you know, because while your team, your high school team is something that you are literally more personally connected to, you're learning there, you're making friends with students there, you're meeting faculty, you're, you're doing more things that have to do with your life and what will affect your life. So there's more of a personal attachment there. The pros, that isn't exactly the case unless you, you know, if you do have a connection to the team, whether it be family members or you work for them, most of the time you, you just see them on TV and you root for them because they're in your state. And why is that less arbitrary of a reason? I don't understand that. And I've never understood that. So for me, now just deciding to be in on the Padres, or I shouldn't say deciding to be, but having a reason to be like this one, hosting this podcast, this locked on Padres podcast, I admit that I think that's just as justifiable reason. Guys can respond to the episode. You can tweet at me if you disagree. That's fine. Um, But I truly do believe that. That's all I wanted to say about that. Just a little confession, guys. Not going to lie. I'm not the biggest Padres fan in the world. It wasn't my team growing up. It wasn't my calling. It wasn't the team that I, I grew up around. It wasn't the team that I knew anything about. And honestly, I do like the Chargers. So at least I have been rooting for a San Diego team before. You know, so I do have some attachment to that, to that state, to that area in some way, even if it's just based on what sports team I like. But in terms of some more actual baseball talk today, there were two trades that occurred. One that was pretty big and the other one, which just happened the other day. Last night, in fact, I'm recording this on a Sunday, as I mentioned. The first one, of course, being the Mookie Betts trade, which is one of the most unprecedented moves that I can remember and from what a lot of people can remember. I recommend you guys checking out this piece by Ben Lindbergh of The Ringer, which really broke down the kind of all the intricacies of Mookie Betts' career and just how, you know, even in a down year, he finished fourth among AL position players in in total war, wins above replacement. And like I said, that's a, that's a down year. He won the AL MVP award the previous year, hitting 32 homers in 136 games with a slash line of 346, 430, and 640, and he generated a war of 10.9, which was the highest single-season mark posted by any position player since Barry Bonds in 2002. That's crazy. He's had some all-timer numbers, and he's only 27. You know, he's won gold gloves, he's made the all-star team, he's, he's always been in the MVP conversation, at least even a little bit, and he's a World Series champion. And somehow the Red Sox traded him. And for those who don't know, this trade has been all over the place. It's been very weird. We're, all of us are still not even fully 
sure what happened and what's going on. It hasn't gone through totally because of some health reasons. I'm sure it still will go through, but still. The full trade is that the Dodgers traded Alex Verdugo and Bruce Dark Gatrol. Hopefully I said that name. My my apologies. Give me a little slack today on the episode, guys. I'm still a little sick. I'm, I'm hazy everywhere. I can't even hear out of one side of my face right now, my ear. My right ear is just totally congested. I can't hear. And they gave some cash to Boston as well for bets. The Twins get Kenta Maeda, which, honestly, underrated part of this trade because the Twins are are missing some starting pitching, definitely. And if they're going to replicate their 100-win season that they had last year, then they're going to need to add a little bit more. And the Angels got Jack Peterson, which is a solid get, and they've been definitely going for some people. They signed Anthony Rendon, obviously, and now that they got Peterson, and then they have Joe Madden that was signed. I shouldn't say signed. He was you know, came on to be their ma- their um, their skipper, their manager. So the Angels definitely are making moves, and we'll definitely talk about the Angels in the future on a on an episode, maybe this week actually. Just just I want to recap like all of the big free agency off season signings and trades that happened. I want to just like break down every single one of them. So look forward to that. So I don't want to get too much into that stuff, but just I recommend you guys checking out that piece by Ben Lindbergh. Really great writer. Really nerdy. Uh, tight kind of baseball writer and I always um, like reading his pieces but basically too long didn't read you don't feel like checking that out basically it's really insane that Mookie Betts was dealt and this is really unprecedented for a player this young and this good to be traded by a team especially when that team the Red Sox has an enormous amount of payroll that they're capable of you know paying they have plenty of money this is not Oakland this is not you know in some ways the Padres this is not one of those small market teams. They're the Boston Red Sox. So it's a little bit uh, hypocritical for them to say that they want to save money when they have plenty of it. And also, just in terms of how this affects the Padres, can you know, kind of ostensibly is related to them. He's going to the NL West, the Dodgers, who already won 106 games last year. And while I do expect, and I'm going to talk about that in a future episode, that the Padres will be better, I really feel like a lot of their players did perform up to full expectations and a lot of their players that they got recently whether it be in the offseason or at the trade deadline that they didn't play the whole season so I really think that they're in, they're on the upswing with that being said the Dodgers are gonna be pretty unstoppable now that they added Mookie bets. I mean this is just nuts so Padres fans while I didn't expect them to compete with the Dodgers this is definitely one of those things that hampers the excitement just a little bit going up against Mookie bets, you know every two or three weeks or whatever it is, a divisional play, not going to be a lot of fun. That's just, that's my hot take of the day, you know? So not looking forward to that. But on the bright side, I did want to talk about another trade, a smaller trade, but a nice one that actually happened last night, which was the Padres traded for the Tampa Bay Rays' saves leader, Emilio Pagan, the reliever, for in exchange for uh, center field Emmanuel Margot and prospect Logan Driscoll which is a solid trade in my opinion. Because one, Driscoll, not the upper tier of prospects that the Padres have, and I really do think that the Padres have a solid farm system. And I wouldn't be you know, shocked to see them maybe use that farm system a little bit more and try and get some more players, maybe even before the season starts. But also because Emilio Pagat is pretty good. And just to bring up you know, his numbers at a glance, you know, not his finer... Um, you know, more in-depth numbers, guys, you know, this is at fan graphs, but, you know, last year had a 12.34K per nine, an ERA of 2.31, and a whip of 0.83. He saved 20 games for the Rays, and now he's with us. And while people might be thinking, oh, well, 
he's not, you know, some super superstar. It doesn't matter because the Padres already have one of the best relievers in all of baseball on their team, and that's Kirby Yates, of course. If you combine the acquisition of, of Pagan with the already stellar Kirby Yates, so just to remind you guys, this guy had a 1.19 ERA, a whip of 0.89, K per nine of almost 15, and I would say that he probably is one of the best relievers in the game next to maybe Josh Hader, and in some circles, in some respects, Araldis Chapman of the Yankees. You know, you add those two together, and then Drew Pomeranz, who came to the team and through free agency in the offseason, that name might elicit some not great memories for, say, Boston fans and maybe Padres fans in general. Um, don't worry, because that was as a starter. And when he actually went to the bullpen last year, Pomeranz was pretty fantastic. So that's the thing, guys. This is one of those solid minor trades that I'm always a big fan of. I love it when teams make little, tiny, like they do building block things. You know, and the Padres the past few years, they've been kind of known under A.J. Peller to be that swing-for-the-fences team. And while they certainly have been with acquisitions like Hajmer, and then they traded for Tommy Pam, right? I shouldn't even say Tommy Pam, they signed Manny Machado to that lucrative you know, $300 million contract. It's moves like this that really give me confidence in the team and really get me excited about this isn't just some team that's going to go splashing on the free agency market and pick up whatever big name and give up whatever it takes and not really think about the, the negative connotations that might have. I really think Preller is going for it. And I really think that this is this is something that's going to boost the bullpen because not like the starting pitching is all that impressive out of San Diego. You know, you have Chris Paddock, who was a nice under-the-radar breakout last year. But aside from that, Diddleson Lament, Joey Lucchesi, you know, Zach Davies, and the unsure quality that we might get from Garrett Richards, although I'm optimistic. Still, this is not going to be a team that's strength is starting pitching. At least most likely. So yeah, that's just my reaction to a couple of things, guys. Um, That's really all I have to say for today. Um, I want to save some stuff for the rest of the week. And also, hopefully, I'm going to go down like three bottles of water once I stop recording. Because, man, I am still not... I'm I'm at the stage of sickness where it's more of a nuisance. You know what I mean? It's not killing you. You don't like hate yourself and you're not like bad that you're awake or that you're alive or anything like that. Not to get all morbid. But it's just... I can't hear out of my ear, and I keep having to sniffle, and I just feel kind of hazy and congested and tired. So hopefully by the time we get halfway through the week, I'll be 100% really ready to to show this personality of mine, if I even have one. That does it for today's show. So yeah, guys, that's it for today's inaugural edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. I'm sorry, I just had to make that joke one more time. I know it's in the description, but just had to do it one more time. I promise. This is it. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your pods from. You can follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And most importantly, follow the Locked on Padres Twitter account at L-O underscore Padres. And send any questions there. Send any questions to the Gmail, which you'll find in the description, at Locked on Padres. Or, I'm sorry, Locked on Padres at gmail.com. Um, because I'm definitely looking forward to doing some type of mailbag episode. Um, that should be a lot of fun. Hopefully you don't hate me too much. If you do, bully me on Twitter. I'm fine with that. You know, any publicity is good publicity as far as I'm concerned. But I have a feeling you guys are going to be pretty nice. Really excited for the season, guys. I really am. I'm not, I'm not making that up. I know I just confessed that the Padres weren't my number one team. But I really am optimistic. I think this is a fun team. And you know what? It's always pretty fun rooting for the underdog. I mean, let's be honest. So yeah, that's it for today's edition of the podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Take care and remember to subscribe to the Lockdown Padres podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.